buttons so incredibly high. I stand today for the midget half the size of a regular guy. Let me hold you, little man. As the it's random acts of tangents. I'm Adam. I'm joined by Rex. Hola. What's going on, Rex? Just the two of us today. What's up? I would like to put this out there just before we start. I am in the market for a midget. I would like to purchase one. Oh. I don't care what race or creed it has. I would prefer if it was bald, but if it has hair, bald. I'd like it to shave itself. <laughs> yes. What, what benefit do you get from a bald midget that you, get, that you don't get from a hairy midget? Um, I just feel like it's more care- like it's appropriate for a midget. To be bald. Oh, okay. I was figuring aerodynamics as you was on your back. No, well, no. Down the street. Adam, <laughs> on my back, please. No. Adam, your now shoulders? you're getting ridiculous. <laughs> the only reason I would ever purchase a midget is to have it walk on midget stilts and carry an umbrella to c- shade me, Adam. Midget stilts for an umbrella. Yes. Instead of getting just a normal sized person with an umbrella. No. <laughs> no novelty there, I guess. No. <laughs> How does how does that show that I'm flexing my power in any way whatsoever? You Anybo- have somebody holding an umbrella, regardless. Any, anybody can have one of those. P. Diddy has one. Yeah, because he's a normal person. But does he have a midget? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, exactly. Guess what? He's all, still kind of a big deal. It would be the total fad. All the other rich people would be like, fuck, now I have to find a midget. All right. Right? Yeah. I, uh... And you can buy them because they're not real people. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? They have like half the rights of a real person. No, you think, never mind what you're thinking. I'm pretty sure that rights are directly, you know. It's proportional to size? Proportion to how tall you are. It's like delegates for a state. It's the same kind of concept? Exactly. I see. You have taller people in your state, you get more votes in the fucking. Yeah. (laughs) That can't be accurate. I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. If Uh, Norwegian people, if, if Norway was a state in the United States, they'd have like 85 votes in the electoral college. Wow. I'm assuming that's a lot. California has about 56. Oh, geez. That's a lot. Freaking Nords, man. Is it Nords? Uh, Norwegians? Yeah. Yeah. But Nords, I mean, for short. Yeah, Nads. Nads? <laughs> I like Nads. I don't, no? I, again, I don't think that's going to go over well. It's okay. With the, with the Nords. They're already g- genetically predisposed to depression. Is that true? Yes, that's true. Oh, there was my a study goodness. out there. It's why they're so creative or so... I don't know. That's what people say. Okay. I don't really know any people that are of Norwegian descent that did any extraordinarily no. creative things, except from Andy, uh, you know, from Combi Christ, the industrial band out there. He's Norwegian. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. He's we, Nords. They make a lot of black metal. Black metal. Yeah. And this is different than regular metal. This is just it's dark. Yeah, like they wear weird like facial makeup and spikes, and it sounds a lot like uh, grindcore, but they with makeup. Hmm. All right. It's very theatrical. So they, they found a way to make metal angrier, it sounds like. Uh, no. No? <laughs> no, no. I don't, I'm not sure, like, if you can make metal angrier. That's why I'm, I'm confused. I, I, I don't know, man. They, they basically look like members of the band Kiss from the 80s most of the time. Okay. And then they make, like, really, really hard, tough, screamy music. By the way, can, I, I can't take Kiss seriously in those get-ups. I can't either. It, it, it seems like it's, it's a... Hold on, a wait, wait, wait. Let, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> that sentence end at seriously. Seriously? Yes. Okay. I that... can't take Kiss seriously. I hate Kiss. Mm. I don't like Kiss. Is that right? No, I don't. I don't like him whatsoever. Yeah, I got a couple good songs. Hey, Gene Simmons said a couple things that I agree with, but, you know, fuck yeah. it. 
No. Oh yeah, he's got. Yeah, you guys have a lot of principles in in sync there. Somewhat, you can, might be able to say that, but he is just like a Nazi for Israel, if that could be a thing. Oh my. Yeah. Again, I don't think they'd appreciate this terminology. <laughs> oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> a Nazi for Israel. Yes. It doesn't sound wrong to you at all. It sounds like an oxymoron, like jumbo shrimp. It sounds but... wildly offensive. No, it's not offensive. Okay. <laughs> did have you? Did you hear about what fucking Israelis did to Palestinians? I mean, it's basically the same thing. You had a bunch of people that were Jewish that left, you know, everywhere from being persecuted, and then they went to their own little block of land and then started persecuting other people. It's just as horrible. Well, I can't say just as horrible because yeah. <laughs> again, with the offensive, I would have to say. Well, <laughs> hey, well, you if you could do a study on how many of the people of Palestinian descent died as a a proportion of the Palestinian population, what the Israelis did to Palestinians might be as bad as Hitler did to Jews. Mm. That might be as bad, even worse, maybe. Because if you're looking at ratios here, as far as genocide is concerned, it might be worse. But then why do you never hear that then? If, if it is worse, why does it always go to Hitler and the Nazis versus the Palestinians? The, Pal- the Palestinian, bleh. I mean, I don't want to sound like a fucking crazy, but Zionist. Okay, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just Zionist. I mean, you're talking about people that uh, that are out there, like the Anti Defamation League, mm-hmm. that basically like jumps on anybody who says anything that might be remotely considered anti-Jewish. Not even anti-Semitic, because I think anti-Semitic is really just kind of like persecuting Jews, like being discriminatory against Jews okay. um, in in a really like negative derogatory like if like anything you might say about a black person that would get you in trouble with the NAACP okay right like it's not it's it's worse than that like anything that could possibly even come close to being negative about shady like putting Jewish people in a black a bad light that's what they jump on I mean like anything 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 any tiny itsy bitsy little thing yeah that 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 bugs me it, yeah, it's crazy. They got to stick up their ass and they can go fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned. But you have organizations that are like this and they're super funded. And I mean, I, I don't want to stereotype because it's really not a stereotype, but I, Jewish people have a lot of money. They really do. There's a, there's a lot of people in New York and LA and Israel and they just have a ton, a ton of money. How they got it or whether it's a stereotype, I think is really <laughs> irrelevant. Because they just do. There, there's a ton of, ton of money in the Jewish community. Right. And because of that, I think that it helps them mobilize themselves in a very, you know, public relations sense. And because of those reasons, they get much more publicity than other people do. And that's why you don't hear things about like the Armenian genocide or Palestinian people or Darfur and, and yeah. stuff like that. Everybody knows about Jewish people. But nobody really kind of familiarizes themselves with those other things. So you're saying that we know more about that stuff because they complain louder and more often than everybody else? No, I wouldn't put in that kind of light. I would just say because they have more money behind getting their message out there. Okay. They they have good publicists (laughs) for their badness. Well, something. yeah, but it's, it's, <laughs> what you're doing is you're focusing on the fact that they can pay for publicists. It's not about publicists. It's about money. It's money. M- more money equals more attention no matter what. I mean, look yeah. at people with, with tons and tons of fucking money that did nothing with their lives. And the only reason they have a light on them is because they have money, like Paris Hilton. You yeah. Know? If I had tons of money, I feel like people would know about it. I wouldn't be like an asshole about it, but just the, the, the things that I would get myself in, in normal life, people could look at me like, oh, the guy's got some money. Just the like tailored suits and whatnot, and uh, 
fancy maybe a watch even though i can't really wear watches i, I don't like watches either I, I can't wear any jewelry really except for the, i have a necklace that I, my grandmother gave me that's the only thing i can ever wear otherwise yeah. i get i think it's part of the add that i have where i just start playing with it and i'll just fixate on oh there's a ring on my finger and i'm just like flipping around i'm trying to do weird things i'm reenacting uh some tolkien book or some some crazy stuff i, I just i i can't it, it, it's, it's, maybe it's shiny maybe it's just because it's shiny i'm distracted i don't know I just can't do jewelry. I don't know. I could do jewelry if it was like a piercing in my face or something like that. But I still can't do that because now that I do jujitsu again, no, right, then right, I right. can't. You know, I yeah. just can't do that. You know, even when I was in a, when I was in high school, I had a retainer that I was just I was constantly fitzing with, that I was just or futzing with, whatever. Fucking. No. You're, you're ah. fucking with. All right. You're fucking with your retainer. Right. Sure. In the mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd just be like taking it out, rotating it, playing around with it. I'm pretty sure it didn't do what it was supposed to do because I played around with it so much. It just, I, I get, I get distracted easily. I need to focus as much is, as possible. Which is why you have now a British smile. Is it? <laughs> I have a beautiful smile. How dare you? See, see, I could say stuff like that. The British anti-defamation league won't come after me. <laughs> why? Cause they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they man. Don't. Yeah, What's they, up with people and their insecurities and shit? I feel like the more outlandish their fucking Nazi Gestapo people are to go after you about saying bad things about them, it's kind of just really a sign of insecurity. It's always the people that really have the power that just kind of like take it on the cheek and go, hey, look at that motherfucker. You know, like that's yeah. all it, the, the people with real, real power do that. And, and anybody that is always like complaining or like, hey, don't talk about my, don't talk about my hair, my, don't talk about my baldness, it kind of paints a target on that. And now you're fixating on it. Like maybe I didn't notice at the beginning that, yeah, you got a little bit of balding going on, but now that you've brought it to my attention, that's all I see is your baldness. And I'm just going to be like, well, bald, bald, as I'm pointing at your cue you're ball bald. head. Yeah, yeah, you're bald. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is about these people. How do, how, wait, how do we get here? Uh, that's a very good question. Nords, Nads, uh, voting, midgets. You wanted a midget. I did want, oh, <laughs> I want a midget. You're going to have to intern. Okay, that's all right. Which is basically a white people word for slavery. Yeah. They've made it real nice, and then they say, well, you get valuable intern experience. Indentured servitude probably is better. That's basically what it is. Yeah, Yeah, because you don't have to be uh, African-American to be an intern, right? Because being a slave is was, was unfortunately... Uh, or not really. No, slaves have come, come in every race. Adam, what are you? You're being racist, Adam. What? 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 Whoa. I said, uh, indentured servitude. Why indentured servitude? Because at the end, you get a benefit. Isn't that what indentured servitude is? You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're being not so much a slave. You're working for somebody. What's at the this? end of the time, you get a pot of land. It was As just... an internship, at the end of your internship, you might get a job. It was, it was such, such the same exact thing though. If By the you... way, there were white people that were indentured servitudes either also. And there were white people that were slaves. Okay. You just haven't gone back far so how, enough. How did, so how come I can't use slave instead of indentured servitude? I don't know. How come I say indentured servitude and it's racist? Because it's totally racist. <laughs> I'm going to call the Anti-Defamation League. Oh, okay. All right. You think there's any uh, Nazi slaves? <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. No, no, because that was too short of a time period. Okay. Mayhaps. Oh, you know, know what? They're coming back in, in a small way, in Orange County, actually. This is a story Ooh, that Nazis? I, yes, Nazis. Oh, my fucking Lord. You know, I actually have a story about this in Orange okay. County. I was in Orange Circle once, and I was going to antiquing with an ex-girlfriend of mine. And I know, f- f- what am I, fucking 85, right? Antiquing. <laughs> antiquing. Was, she made me do it, and we were both very hammered from the wine shop we had gone to beforehand. Okay. So well, anything's fun at that point. Exactly. <laughs> right? So we're in Orange Circle Start down there. role-playing about time travel? They're like, oh, yes, I'm back in the 50s. No? Is that just me? <laughs> Sometimes, Adam. All right. <laughs> but 
but, but so we're, we're hammering out of our mind and we're going down to Orange Circle and there's a bunch of antique shops down there. We start going in and out of them and seeing different stuff that people got and very, very, uh, uh careful to make sure that we don't go near the crystal because we're drunk. And right. in one place, we see this little beret. And on this beret, there's a fucking swastika. And I had to tell <laughs> my ex-girlfriend that it was a bad idea to buy that swastika because I kind of found it personally insulting that she wanted to wear it out. I was I was trying to tell her if we went to a place, and I won't tell you which ex-girlfriend it was, okay. but if we went out in public and you were wearing that, hanging out with your obviously Mexican fucking boyfriend, then people were going to be like, hey, is that her slave? Like, what, what the... <laughs> You know, like, what, what, what the fuck is up with that? Oh, okay, interesting. I thought you were going a different direction with that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Like, I had to explain that over and over again. And she was so in love with the fucking idea of that little Nazi fucking beretta. I was just like, no, you're not fucking getting that. That's or was she stupid. in love with the idea of you, you being her slave? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I don't sub at him. I'm, I'm no? oh, always right. the top. Always the top, that's right. Yeah. Huh? No, but that's, that's why I, I brought that up because that was one of those instances who were like, what the fuck is a Nazi Beretta doing in Orange Circle anyways? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, the only place you're going to find that is in Orange fucking County. Yeah. And I think we might even talked about it on the podcast before that the Nazis were trying to, the Nazi party, apparently, uh, were trying to buy advertising or adopt a highway or something and they were struck down because they didn't want that on the freeway. Well, this is by the Nazi party because it would distract people that might give wrong ideas or Cause something. Cause accidents. Yeah. And the Nazis were all like, uh, yay, hey. Yeah, we did some bad things back then, but I mean, we're not like that anymore. Oh, you stopped believing in eugenics? <laughs> like you stopped using eugenics as a thing to justify yeah. your actions, you dumb cunts? Yeah, I don't know. I forget the details, but I remember hearing something about the Nazis trying to make some sort of political resurgence, and they're using Orange County as their base, which is shocking. I know. No, but even even if they tried to relabel themselves... Like, why even use the word Nazi? They need some Jewish publicists. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> but my that point would, is... What better way to show that you're reformed by hiring Jews to make you look better? But you'd still, like, why use mm-hmm. the word Nazi? I mean, it's such <laughs> okay. a dumbass label. It has carries such a negative com- connotation. You would want to reinvent yourself and call yourself something completely different. Just like Puff Daddy is now Diddy. Okay. It's is, way, is it it's now? like, it's like yeah. seven names, kind of like transsexuals want you to call them Z. Z? Yeah, remember that? No. Transsexuals, they want to be, it's not he or she, it's Z. So it's gonna be the LGBZ now? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't, I don't fucking make those dumbass rules. Okay? God. No, but uh, it, they try to reinvent themselves so that they can kind of like, basically shed the old negative things with the group's an assignment, the right. label, the way people think about it in their head, and then they take on this new pronoun, and then they try to redefine it in the public's eye, right? Yeah. So why the fuck are Nazis still calling themselves Nazis? They should be calling themselves something else if they really are serious about trying to be political again. Mm. No, we're not the Nazis anymore, guys. We're the, uh, the I don't know, think something. The Aryan Brotherhood? The, 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 the golden, golden diamonds. Stars? Golden diamonds. <laughs> That's stars, what we are, man. No, you know, like that's the, the but yeah. but now you're like, oh, well, have you heard of the golden diamond? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. You know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people don't have that immediate negative gut reaction against it. Yeah, but they do that with cities also. Like, uh, what was it was it East LA or South Central changed its name to something else because they're trying to shed the old South Central vibe, even though it hasn't changed like that much at all. Yeah, at, <laughs> okay, all. at all. I, I'm not familiar with the area very well, so I don't know if it has come up at all, but. 
Yeah, I mean, but but then you get stupid rebranding, like like you mentioned the Puff Daddy. We we'll go from uh, from Puff Daddy or, to Diddy what about to Snoop P. Diddy. Lion? And Snoop, I was about to bring up Snoop yes. Lion. Yeah, that's it's it's ridiculous. Why? Because they, well, I, I don't know. I, I guess I I have a thing about branding with the podcast. I I like. R-A-T is always in caps when it's Rat Pack because it stands for Random Acts of Tangent. That, that's where the derivation came from. Uh-huh. So that's why it's always R-A-T in all caps and then Pack Podcast is normal. But it's just – I you, you stick to what you have because that's how people know you. If you get a negative connotation, then that's that's your bad. You fucked up. You gave yourself a negative connotation. Now you got to live with it. You can't just say, oh, we're changing our name to something else. Now we're the awesome, awesome podcast. I... Because we offended too many blacks and Jews, because we called them nads or whatever. No, but my point is, is that you, you, I think people do need to reinvent themselves so that they can redefine themselves from time to time. It, it, this is kind of like how we evolve as a society to a certain extent, so that we can reinject new ideas or ideas that should have taken and didn't. You know, liberal progressive ideas that people just haven't latched onto. Uh, I, I get what you're saying, but I think by changing your name, you're, it's, it's a cheap ploy to try to trick people. Well, people need tricking, Adam. I, I, I think it's much better. You're, you, as a person, are much better served to just rehabilitate yourself as is and nah. have, have people. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> people yeah. are gonna learn. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and this is something I kind of struggle with as far as my my branding as being a Hispanic male with a, uh, a single father. Yeah, it's something I need to overcome. Uh, there's no way I can say, oh, I'm not a single father anymore. Now I'm just a, um, a lone dad or something or whatever. A lone dad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like a lone ranger. Yeah, exactly, man. With a kid on his horse. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I got those tandem, uh, a little horse connected to my big horse, like those old motorcycles from back in the day. <laughs> connected? Yeah, connected. You got the goggles the and the rope. scarf flapping in the wind for no reason. <laughs> All right. You already liked this idea. I do. You just said you hated it, and now you like it. <laughs> yeah, the lone dad. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make well, a logo yeah. and everything. The, the funny thing about it is that basically you don't need to relabel yourself because the connotation that being a single parent typically had um, isn't it isn't what it is anymore. Only 20% of U.S. households are like the nuclear family, right. and 80% aren't. So the norm is actually away from that. But I think the norm still is that the single father is a douchebag. He he left the he left the mom, he's doing his own thing, he doesn't care about the kid, he's off yeah, but I think, around. I think the deadbeat dad it was like a convenient ploy that they used during like the nineteen seventies and eighties to pass uh childcare legislation and now we're kind of seeing a lot of blowback from it because we realize like bitches be crazy. <laughs> and that Oftentimes, it's actually more ideal for a father to have a kid, have the kid after the fact, than the mother, because women are fucking insane sometimes. Okay, you know, you know what's weird in this um the first what twenty minutes of the podcast? Yeah, we've already talked about three stories that I was going to bring up anyway that are directly related to things we've already started talking about. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's drop nuts. them. Drop it. Drop some bombs All on right. the let's, audience. Let's, let's go back uh, to the beginning then about relabeling stuff. Okay. This has to do uh, with Simi Valley. This is a nicer area up in the over in the valley there. Is it? Yeah. I th- well, I, 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 I picture it that way. I have no idea. I've never been there. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, there is a federal judge who was asked on Friday to temporarily block enforcement of Simi Valley's new Halloween sex offender law. What? The motion for a temporary restraining order was filed with U.S. District Court Judge Percy Anderson in Los Angeles by attorney Janice Belushi. 
No relation to the uh, other Belushi. John Belushi? Yeah. Belushi contends that the law violates the First and Fourteenth Amendments of California's Constitution because it suppresses and unduly chills protected speech and expression. What this law does is it, what, what the law, I guess the law that they passed in Timmy Valley, which yeah. is, has only been passed by another, a couple other counties that have passed this law. Yeah. But what it is, it's trying to prevent sexual offenders from interacting with kids on Halloween. Wait, so Simi Valley is not in LA County? Uh, it might, it might be, actually, I think it's Ventura County. Oh, okay. So Ventura was the county that passed it. It wasn't Simi Valley, or uh, unless it was the city government. The Simi Valley City Council is, is. Okay, uh, so the city government yeah. passed the law, and then it went to the county as a county matter, and then so on and so forth, and then eventually it got struck down. Yeah. What the, uh, the law says is they can have no candy or treats at the residence. It also bars them from opening their doors to trick-or-treaters and decorating the exterior of their homes or front lawns. It also mandates that all exterior lighting on their properties be turned off from 5 p.m. until midnight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That the sex offenders have to do this? Yeah. Whoa. That, that's, this, sex offenders have given themselves a bad rap. You can't, if you want to rehabilitate yourself, then that's, that's something you have to work on. You can't just start saying, hey. I'm not talking about for rehabilitation. I haven't even raised points, and you're and you're countering the argument yeah, you well, think I'm going to make. Yeah, because it's, it's a ridiculous argument, whatever it is you're going to make. <laughs> See, well, so, so you, you give sex offenders these well, you, you thought, privileges. You thought that I was going to say they're not that bad, and they've given themselves a bad rap? I mean, really? That's what you think of me? No, no, no. Fuck off. No, no, I, I think you're going to try to find some legal bearing of why this is legit. No, 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 no. Well, yes and no. Well, okay. because, okay, A, first of all, it's kind of like prohibition of the 1920s, right? They passed this ridiculous fucking law, and then they didn't give people enough police to enforce it. You know how many fucking sex offenders there are? For them to check on every single fucking sex offender that they're they're not doing this on one single day out of the entire fucking year is like is like the fire marshal trying to regulate illegal fireworks on the 4th of July. It just doesn't happen. It just can't happen. There's not enough police out there to even do check on these people and not only that it's invasive to the extent where there's all sorts of fucking just horrible legal circumstances that would come up well i was leaving my house and then there was little kids walking up my driveway why because it's fucking halloween oh but there was a cop there and now he arrests you and circumstantial fucking now you're fucked no guess what you're a sex offender fuck you no don't get me wrong i think that they should be executed right but the point is, is the strain that you'd put on policing these people and in the judiciary system to process them after the fact would be fucking ridiculous. It's unenforceable. You're passing a bullshit law. It's like a cell phone law. Like you fucking, you're gonna police every fucking person ever. But but do you not think that that law, as ridiculous as it is, you don't think there are people that stop using their cell phones? You think every single person on the road is using their cell phone just because, like, yeah, fuck your law. I guarantee you it is doing some good. It may not be that enforceable, but it is curbing some behavior. It, it, Just like fireworks, same thing. There's there, Maybe not everybody follows those fireworks rules, but some people do. So you can't enforce it, but there are people that say, this is the law, I'm going to follow it. So it's it's curbing some behavior. I, I would have to say that it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter that behavior is being curbed in a positive way? I don't think that it's really all that positive. If you wait, if you balance equities here, right, and you really think that sex offenders are trying to rehabilitate themselves, right, because this is your fucking crazy view for justifying not killing them, which in my mind, I think it's stupid. You should just off the fuckers. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Now, 
I think that's also an interesting point because it really depends on what you mean by sex offender. Because if you look at all the different laws that can be considered a sex offense, oh, yeah, yeah. then, I mean, who qualifies? You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. In a lot of those cases, I don't want them around children whatsoever, you know, with all the weird shit that we've seen on Megan's Law. Right. But... but I mean, if you're, uh, if you got some girlfriend that's fucking 17 and you happen to be 18 and you get prosecuted, suddenly you're a sex offender. Now you can't celebrate Halloween for the rest of your life. You can't walk your sister, your little sister around to go on Halloween trick or treating. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I get that, but then move out of Simi Valley. This is, this is not a, a statewide thing. This is a city thing. No, it's a, when it comes to legality, it's all about precedent. Okay, and when it goes to the higher court, they think, well, is this setting a good precedent or a bad precedent? Is this going to be a good law for everybody to adapt, or is it going to be a bad law? If if you fucking ha- can't have a, a class of people that are suddenly discriminated against who are in this kind of like moral ambiguity of the law, and now they suddenly have to move from where they live, ha- causing them a gigantic inconvenience, what the fuck? Now L.A. County gets it, now Orange County gets it, now they where are they supposed to live? I don't know. You, you see what so, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I, but that's, that's it seems like a slippery slope type of thing. It is, it is a slippery slope, and but it's also a slippery slope in the other direction. Okay, because if you restrict them from doing this, what's the next step to restrict them from? What's the next step after that? No, well, we can't have sex offenders on buses because they're kids on buses. Also, well, we can't have them in supermarkets either. They should, they can't have that service already where you can order your food to your house. We'll just have them do all do that. Well, we can't have them in uh, fucking public parks either because, no, kids are there sometimes on the playground. You see what I'm saying? It becomes more and more restrictive, Yeah, and, and it's just fucked. I, I would say that that's a retarded argument, but it, it is I, – I do see it happening. I, yes. think, I think it's dumb that it does happen because I think people should use common sense when applying one law versus another. This, I think, is a good law. Being Not being able to go on a bus is stupid, I, I mean, but not going to a park, that's kind of uh, – that's wishy-washy. But it, it's just – it's – there's certain things that should be common sense. This is a huge thing for kids. There's kids walking around all the time. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to put a mask on and to maybe you put on a, a nice-looking clown or nah, kids are scared of clowns. Maybe you put on some uh, Dora the Explorer outfit or you're dressed up like Ash from Pokemon. Just get to the point and say it's easy to lure kids on into your house on Halloween if you're dressed up. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. So this, this I think, is, a, is something that, that helps against that. And so, so you, can't be, you can't be at home? Fine. Go out and do something. You can't be at home. You can't do trick or treating at your house. Doesn't mean you can't go out. Yeah. This law is stating that you cannot have uh, decorations on your house. You cannot open your door. You can't. You have to put up a sign that says there's no candy. Is what it says here. Yeah, but this is a bullshit. That's a bullshit justification, man. That's like basically you're you're blaming somebody before something bad happens. They're sex offenders. Something bad has already happened. It doesn't matter. You can't restrict murderers from interacting with people after they already serve their time. You're punishing them after the fact. They've already been punished for what they've done. Yeah. Eh. So <laughs> it's like saying it's like even it's like telling somebody, well, you know, you've assaulted somebody in the past. So we're I mean, just to make sure you don't kill anybody else, we're gonna have you wear these boxing gloves all the time. <laughs> okay. You well, that's preposterous. Up. But you see what I'm saying is you're taking a precautionary measure on somebody. Would, I mean, don't get me wrong. We do have laws where, like, felons can't purchase handguns right. and stuff like that. And there are rules of prudence 
So you you have kind of a little little room to wiggle there as far as saying like, well, we're going to restrict their movement after the fact. But I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't, I don't know. know what the studies are that they're referencing. I don't. I, I just feel like to err on the side of um, screw the sex offenders. They 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 should have less rights than us normal people because they have done something wrong. Yeah, but and, I mean, it, it's a wide net to cast because some of them, like you say, could be a, a 18, 17 year old couple. Like Maybe said, somebody was ping in public or something. It depends on how you classify it. Yeah, but by and large, stereotypes are there for a reason and labels are there for a reason. Like if you did something with somebody who was under the age of 14 or something like that, like, like those people, yeah, just kill them all. Right, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah. just, no, I'm not sorry. Kill them all. Okay, okay, but if, if if you heard or you saw somebody that, or knew of somebody that was a sex offender, yeah, and they, they, they somebody told you, hey, that person's a sex offender. What's the first thing you think of? Ooh, first thing I think of, yeah, they're child molester. It's it's a bad thing, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's because most of the time it is a bad thing. There are those cases where maybe it is like we were talking about earlier, a a not so egregious crime. Maybe it's just the teenage couple, but the labels in everything are there because there is something to back it up. So in this case, I think it's air on the side of caution, and you're a sex offender, whether it was an atrocious crime or a not so atrocious crime. There are things, there are penalties to be paid, and in this case, you cannot have trick or treating at your house. Nah, I mean, doesn't seem that bad, but it just seems too invasive. Yeah, that's fine, and, and uh, let them be invaded. <laughs> let the sex offenders be invaded for Christ's sake. All right, I'm, I'm just, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm just kind of black and white on this one, where I'm just kind of like, well. If you're not going to kill them, then what's the fuck? Does they the get point? off their back? <laughs> I, oh, I'm just saying, like, whatever your justification is for not killing them, must be like really insanely good for not killing. I mean, because in my mind, you kind of just have to kill them. Like right. that's a death. Like just, I mean, not even go to trial. Like he touched my kid, I chopped his head off. You're not guilty. You know, like, you're not guilty of chopping a human being's head off, in other words, because yeah. he touched your fucking kid, yeah. right? I'm totally down with that. I'm down with that, too. Absolutely. Like, just bypass the law, bypass the jury, whatever. You kill a fucking, somebody who molested your kid, scot-free. In fact, if you get caught for molesting a kid, and you go to jail, and you get out of jail, but then the kid that you molested, his parents come kill you later... Still, still cool in my mind. Crime of passion. Uh, crime, yeah, like you deserved it. Yeah. But whatever the legal system's justification for not making this a killable offense, like immediately, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. It, it must be insanely good. It, it's because of assholes like this Janice Belushi that are being on the side of this, like the same with the ACLU. Although they, they do serve some good, most of the time they're just bitching about stuff that is not Shouldn't be bitched about. Fucking Janice Belushi. Ugh. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Get on to happier topics now that I'm all heated about stupid people. Okay. A uh, little tease. We were talking about earlier about bitches be crazy. I got a story that may or may not dispel the PMS myth. PMS myth? PMS. Wait, why is this a myth? <laughs> we'll see the story when we get back.
What's up, guys? This is Rex, and I'm joined by Adam, and we want to talk to you about Ducked and Covered. That's right. I said Ducked and Covered. That is a company started by our friend, Cowboy, who makes custom designs with duct tape. They're resilient. They'll last forever. Duct tape fixes everything, and it could fix your life, too, if you buy one of his designs. He's got custom wallets. He's got purses, for Christ's sake. He's got roses he just started doing, and they look fantastic. I've seen them in person, and I, I'm amazed that they're made by duct tape. So if you want to get a custom design, a college team, a actual sports team that's not college, or anything else, <laughs> why the hell not? Ducked and Covered is the Facebook page, and duckedandcovered at gmail.com is the email address. Hit him up. She can't shoot whiskey Right now He's probably up behind her With a blue stick Showing her how to shoot a combo And he don't know Alright, welcome back to Random Action Tangent I'm still Adam And that's still Rex over there Still no. awesome Yeah So There's been a study On PMX Now Obviously, the, the common thought behind PMS is chicks, when they're going to get on their period, they start getting all moody and chemical imbalances make them uh, cranky or whatever. Okay. Yes, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really, like, speculative. I think it's pretty factual. You think it's factual? Yeah, man. Okay. I think it's factual. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's an excuse to be bitchy, like, keep your bitchiness to yourself, and I don't give a fuck, like, what you're going through. Because you're a human being, learn how to function. Okay. But, but um, like, I know that it causes an extreme amount of discomfort for certain people. And oh, absolutely. I know that when I'm in a lot of pain, then I can get short with people. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm the same way. So, so, I mean, it explains it. It's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. Right. Well, there's a story here out of the Daily News that uh, maybe says something else. Now, the same story here is, is PMS to blame for your bad mood? Not so fast. Suggested researchers for the medical school of the University of Toronto. When it comes to moodiness, they claim PMS is too often the scapegoat for general stress or lack of support. Now, the lack person... Lack of support? Yeah. I don't... Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Women need more support than men. So a woman wrote life. the article, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, well, the, the person that is heading up this study is Dr. Sarah Romans. Oh, my God. Mm, yes, a female doing a study on PMS and pretty much kind of disproving it. I'm just surprised she's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, emails go to rex at ratpackpodcast.com. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Dr. Sarah Romans and her team of researchers aren't saying that PMS isn't real, but that those symptoms are culturally over-attributed to the menstrual cycle. To the detriment of the medical community and those experiencing them, and those experiencing them, and as a broader issue of gender equality. <laughs> so, the team looked at 47 studies relating to PMS. Their conclusion? The research failed to provide clear evidence in support of the existence of a specific premenstrual negative mood syndrome. While most students found an association with mood at points during a woman's cycle, there were no clear patterns as to which part of the cycle was affected, and sometimes there was no relationship at all. I, I think it's bullshit. 
<laughs> you think you think the study's bullshit? Yeah, I think the study's bullshit. Okay, how so? Well, I mean, where was it conducted? Uh, this was conducted in the University of Toronto. Okay, well, you know what? So in Let's Canada. Make, let, <laughs> Canada? Canada. Canada is a place. It's, it's funny. Okay. <laughs> well, my my point was, is is basically like, this is a study that's out there to basically prove gender equality, right? Th- there's okay. already a huge, huge bias at play. Right. Uh, they, they're looking to prove something already. It, just because of their language right there. Right. That they use, they kind of alluded to that. Yeah, I get you. Okay, I, I think people that are primarily concerned with like gender equality are basically these kind of like crazy leftist feminist types who are trying to show that men and women are equal basically because they're autistic. Okay. Yeah. They're, no, they're, I'm serious. They're autistic. They're these kind of like somewhat analytic, gawky, aloof people who don't understand like different gender roles and it made them uncomfortable early on. And then once they kind of like gathered a much better understanding of them, then they kind of got disgusted with them because it didn't fit into their like weird little world where only like reasonable, rational things work. And they don't really re- realize that the reasonable, rational thing to do is to understand that human beings are just as much animals as they are rational and reasonable people, which which puts them in this weird middle ground where you can assume that they're going to be animalistic, which kind of dictates gender roles because there's a division in gender roles in nature. Right. The, uh, the lioness does the hunting and the uh, the male, the lion does uh, the You can bring breeding. up lions, but I, I'm not saying that that's what equates as far as like human behavior. I'm just saying that if you look at gender roles amongst uh, mammals that are closest to us in nature, you see division of labor and sexes, different attributes associated with different people, uh, that just simply based on gender. And I think that a lot of people that are considered with, are concerned with gender equality don't acknowledge this. And they try to say like, well, we don't know what human nature is because we don't, we just don't know. So you can make a presumption about blah, 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 and all this bullshit. But and what they try to do is rob, like, the argument of kind of evolutionary psychology of its backing simply by saying we don't know when when evolutionary psychology is going, well, you're right, we don't know factually, but we can make some assumptions based on X, Y, Z, the whole entire alphabet of all this evidence. Okay. And then they say, no, that's bullshit. And then you go, well, then what's your argument for your standpoint? My argument uh, I think things should be this way. Well, why? Oh, that's a stupid argument. That's never an argument. Yeah, that, well, that's... The, yeah but that's the point. Is is they try to destroy a system without presenting a like plausible alternative. Oh, okay. And, and, and I see the, what you're saying. You, it's just like the way that reality is basically works. The way that science works is fucking a couple hundred years ago we thought the world was flat, right? Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that we were geniuses because we thought the world was flat. You just had a couple smart people come together a couple de- times a day and go, hey, you know what? Everything seems pretty fucking flat around here. <laughs> I bet the whole thing's flat. And then the stupid people who were somewhat in charge because it was all like kings and shit and they her- like inherited their empires goes, yeah. hey, that smart motherfucker says th- shit's flat. 
who the fuck are you to say it's round, right? Yeah. Well, it makes it makes sense at that time. Yeah. It makes sense why, and it was smart to do so, and it was smart to go with that information. You know why? Because they were operating on the best information that they had. And right. That's all we can ever do, right? And right now, the best information that we have. The best argument for how human beings ought to operate or, or the psychological assumptions we can make about gender roles is based on evolutionary psychology. Okay. That it directly follows from those arguments. Those are the best ones well, to see, say, well, this is how men operate. This is how women operate. They're not factual in every case, but as far as dividing different attributes amongst different generals, genders in general, you can typically make these presumptions about them to, to act this way. And then people that are trying to be gender neutral and, and I'm sorry, but feminists most of the time just simply go, well, no, you're wrong. And then you go, well, if I'm wrong, then what's more right? Because, because all we can do is operate based on the best information we have. And they refuse to acknowledge that. Well, see, and, and this is something you're always bringing up, is uh, comparing us to animals and how things are in the animal kingdom. Oh, right? fuck yeah, man. But I, I, and my argument always is, but we're not animals. We're more evolved than animals are. <laughs> we have, we have a, a, a different way of thinking that is not that of an animal. Animals aren't inventing uh, spaceships and aren't going to the moon. They, they, they're not doing all these things that we are doing because they're not as smart as we are. I'll give you that, I'll give you that we're um, an unprecedented animal. Yes. Okay. Okay, so if we are so unique and so different than everything else, then how can you draw conclusions from a species that is below us? So is a fucking butterfly. Okay, what does that mean? How does that mean anything? It means that you can't say we're so special when we're not so special. You had millions and millions of years go into like engineering like a fucking spider. Right or whales or dolphins and shit like that. Like, look at dolphins, for instance, mm-hmm. who they say are uh, as close as you can possibly come to in the fucking world of nature as far as being in- as intelligent as human beings are. Right. right? Uh, maybe maybe they're just fucking smarter than we are. Maybe they're like the Native Americans before Columbus came and killed them all with smallpox, and they're just kind of like chilling out, you know, being. They, why, all why aren't they alpha. spreading us on their sandwiches then? Huh. Why aren't dolphins spreading us on their sandwiches if they're so much smarter than we are? No, I get that. I get the whole fucking like dominance as a as a measure of how smart of a race is. Like, yeah. But uh, but if your your measure for intelligence is a race or uh, 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 an animal, uh, what, what would you say? Species. A species ability to eradicate another. I don't know if that's that's really. I don't know if that's that's your measure for intelligence. I mean, when when you're talking about things like unique, or or you somehow like talk about human beings as though they're the the apex of evolution, um, I'm not entirely sure we do have it right in well, that sense. Yeah. Well, even in in the in the human race, there are huge gaps in between the smarter people like us <laughs> and the uh, dumber people like. Uh, uh, will, will remain lameness, <laughs> but there's just a lot of there's a huge disparity. If you were to compare me to somebody that's that's just, just dumb, doesn't yeah. have any common sense, yes, I'd be offended. Okay. You cannot draw conclusions from that person and apply it to me because I am so much better than that person is. No, but I think that even in your case, I think you're so far ahead of the curve that you account for maybe what like a f- fraction of a percent of the human population. Okay, if you're gonna try to use yourself as an example and say, well, look at me, I'm nowhere near a fucking chimpanzee. I'm going to say, yes, you know what, you're right, because a 
smartest fucking chimpanzee doesn't come close to you, but the smartest chimpanzee is probably smarter than the dumbest human. Okay. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Th- I will agree with that. Okay. That, that is what I'm trying to say. And if you make inferences based on chimpanzees and, and based on the dumber people in our society, you, Look at that and you begin to understand the crossover between how animals are and how people are. Okay. You, you using yourself as an example is somewhat egotistical. Absolutely. And I, and I think that that's where kind of like <laughs> feminists also lose themselves because people Uh-oh. that typically identify. How dare you, sir? What? You're putting me to a feminist now? No, I'm, I'm saying that feminists do commit the same mistake. Feminists are out there with these kind of like sophisticated philosophical ideals based on the perfect world where basically everybody's a rational and reasonable human being. Well, guess what? That's not the rule, you fucking moron. Well, they're not being rational, not, though. No, they're not because they're, they're ignoring the presumption that people are animalistic. They're stupid. They're more likely to club each other with a rock in the head to go fuck all the women than they are <laughs> to commit great acts of physics and be Einstein. Okay, in mass, right. that's the way we are. Yes, and, and because, because people are different. And that's all I've been saying the entire time is that humans are animals. You can expect them to act as such. And as smart as a person is, they still don't shed themselves of that. They still don't shed themselves of that. The, the smartest person I've ever known is still frustrated with the fact that, oh, well, why didn't she like me? <laughs> No, I'm so weird around girls. I don't know how to talk about that, girls. That was told oh. you in confidence, by the way. Hey, hey, I don't, hey, I don't appreciate hey. it. I'm not talking about you, oh, you smartass. Oh, okay? <laughs> but my point is, is that the smartest people still suffer from the ailments of these typical basic human needs, these animalistic needs that drive us, the, the want to go and find a mate, the want to go have sex, the want to procreate our genes, the want to live in a tribal group or a social circumstance with a, a close-knit little society, you know, social dynamics, the way we interact with each other, body language. If we were so fucking reasonable and rational, body language wouldn't be a thing. We wouldn't have presidential debates. we just have IQ tests. That's all it would equate oh, to. The debates. That's all it would be. Okay? Yeah. But we don't, and that's not how the world operates. They're ignoring these basic fundamental assumptions that mm. they should have made a long time ago about how human beings interact with each other. Even in our country, where we have like fucking, I don't know, 12 to 15% of the males actually institutionalized in prisons, we're still pretty fucking bad. Okay? We yeah. still have violent crime and rape and all sorts of horrible things happening exactly. to each other when we, we supposedly already locked up a good portion of those motherfuckers. So imagine countries <laughs> where they don't do that. Yeah. Okay. And so we live in a happy, hunky-dory Disneyland compared to other countries. And if you're basing your assumptions about human nature on this specific circumstance where you're pretty smart and you hang out with mostly smart people in a first world country with a adequate social net, you are fucking disillusioned. Well, I, I think the, the problem I have is, just like I was saying earlier, I, I don't like being associated with most other human beings because most other human beings are just, they irritate the Christ out of me. Most other human beings are the majority. Yes, and they irritate the Christ out of me. Yes, yes. So th- there are so many human beings I don't want to be compared to. They, now you're comparing me to animals? That's even more outrageous to me. No, 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 that's not outrageous. That, I, 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 just, I, I, I don't want to Comparing you to animals? Uh, yes. But I'm comparing them to animals as well. And I'm saying as a whole, we're more, we are animals. We cannot shed that yeah. ever. No, I get it. We do, we do have some animal instincts and animal tendencies that, that we do portray. But I don't think you can derive conclusions about where we will be and where we have been based on a different species altogether. 
Because, I mean, there's something you always tell me about is I, I should know more about history to find out the, uh, what patterns we may repeat and whatnot. I mean, I mean, look at, we, we were talking about Nazis and eugenics earlier. What is that other than animalistic? If those motherfuckers don't look like us. We're going to kill them. All right. Where do you find yeah. behaviors like that? You have, you find behaviors like that in jail. Right? When, right. when you have like the lowest of the low where you have ultra violent people who are really fucking stupid in jail. Right. You have the, them se- segregated into African American, white, different racial groups. That's the immediate thing that happens. They don't divide them this way on purpose. That's what happened. And they all group together that way into their own little fucking tribal groups. And then they started killing each other based on their skin. Okay. Where do you see shit like that also happen? You see it happening in nature. You see it happening with different tribes of chimpanzees, different tribes of gorillas, different uh, prides of lions. Okay. It's, it's very easy to look at these things and make inferences and go, well, Hey, look at these fucking things that are exactly the fuck alike. But that, that can be for anything. There are things that we have in common with people that we, that we despise. It, there's no, it doesn't mean that we are in, in some way, shape, or form connected. I mean, there's no way I can have a conversation with somebody that, that, uh, thinks Snoop Lion is, is the hottest thing on the planet and wants to go to every single concert he has because I have, I have nothing in common with that person except for maybe he also happens to like Dr. Dre. Then I like Dr. Dre. So we yeah. have something in common, but you cannot infer things about him and apply it to me because we're different people altogether. Because you're the same species? Yeah, but there are there are commonalities though. We, there are things we both have oh, like tuna. Well then then don't fucking then don't uh don't, I think you're you're focusing on all of the things that are dissimilar and not the things that are similar. I'm saying the the underground kind of like piping about how you, we function in general that's how people work, and we are like animals. Okay, like I said, you take the smartest chimpanzee, and you take the dumbest person, the overlap's there, right? Now, you take you when you were, I don't know, fucking eight years old, five years old, right? And you start okay. comparing you and, you, and then you put that mind in the body of a full-grown 250-pound uh, man who in jail, mm. right? That is the same. The only difference is, is that after that, you kept on growing mentally. They stopped. You're smarter than them. It changed you. But underlying, at one point in your life, you were the exact same. There was, you were just small enough to get checked. And uh, you had parents who reared, yeah. who reared you when you were impressionable enough to change your behavior. Now, these people are fully grown. They never got their behavior changed and they stopped growing mentally a long time ago. Now, that's it. That's it. Look, look at, look at feral human beings. Okay. You know that if you are not exposed to any other human being up until the point where you're five years old, after five years old, if you're not exposed to a human being ever, like children who are raised by wolves and chimpanzees and shit huh? like that, you're feral for the rest of your life. By Bagheera, the, uh, cougar? I don't know. Black Panther? Black? Sure. Whatever. Bagheera. Yeah. But the point is, <laughs> is that you're feral for the rest of your life. Is you, that right? You never revert back. They will never teach you English. They will never house train you. They will never teach you these things. After five? After five. I don't believe that. Look it up. It's psychological, dude. They've done studies. Oh, because people learn different languages after the age of five. It doesn't matter. So there's, how can you not pick so, up English? There's so much human socialization that goes on between the ages of one and five that if you are not exposed to human socialization by the time you're five, you are feral. And Madonna became British at like 40. Huh? Madonna became British at like 40. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she changed cultures altogether. Yeah, but it's different. <laughs> I don't know. That seems, that seems weird. 
After just five years just of training, five years. ingrained you for life. Ingrains you for life. The end. Hardwiring stuck in. You're mm. animalistic. You see other animals, you take in their traits. Instead of acting like a human, you're acting like them. It's what you've learned. It's what you know. And then you rely on that for the rest of your life because human beings are built in layers, man. That's interesting. It's built in layers. I, I got I to gotta check out those studies. That, that intrigues me. Th- that, those kinds of things I find fascinating. Just the, the, the way mental wiring can be so crazy. Like when a twin separated at birth, how they're so different uh, but still have the same mannerisms just because of the, the fucking wiring in their brain well, dude, or something. It's, it's just it's basic human uh, neuropsychology, if that's basic. But my point is, <laughs> is is that if you look at a human being, right, who's supposedly the apex of fucking uh, evolution on this planet, you see, we have three different brains. We have a reptilian complex, complex limbic system, then we have a neocortex, right? And over time, as things evolved on this planet, right, which I know, evolution, big no-no, try swallowing that one, stupid. <laughs> now... As we evolved on this planet, we have a reptilian brain, which is exactly that reptilian one that wants to just fight and fuck everything. It's kind of like, you know, checkers, right? And then after that reptilian brain, then you have the next brain, which is the limbic system, which evolved with animals. And what it has is positive and negative reinforcement. So you imagine a dog, that's like your dog brain. You know, you give it a positive thing and it gives you happy chemicals when you get food or fat yeah. or something like that. Just like a dog will eat itself into obesity or fuck itself to death. It will do, it, you would have also done those things if you didn't have a neocortex. Neocortex has all those highbrow, sophisticated fucking human being things that are going on there. And it evolved later with like chimpanzees and stuff like that. And that's ultimately what's really responsible for us having higher human function is our neocortical brain. It supplies us with foresight where we can plan ahead, our ability to play chess, our ability to do higher levels of math, imagination. All of these things come from our neocortical. All right. You keep doing big words. I'm going to take it as a sign of disrespect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my point is, is as this is layered, just like that psychology kind of happens to human beings in the same sense because our brain isn't fully developed yet when okay. we're born. Now, kind of, I think this has some similarities, and this is a conversation I was having with a friend of mine uh, not too long ago, actually. And it's something that I've, I've heard you talk about, and I wanted to kind of delve in, get because I don't think we, we delved into it ourselves. I heard you talking to somebody else about it. Okay. It has to do with uh, polyamory. Yeah. That, uh, that, I think, is prevalent maybe in the animal kingdom. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but this is something that I, I don't believe in. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, this is something that you do think exists. Yeah. Now, uh, polyamory is something where, you, I guess, you, you can be, you can love, or, and this, this is something that I, I get held up on. Yeah. Is it loving more than one person or being in love with more than one person? I would have to say that, well, it really depends on what you define as loving people that are loving multiple people mm-hmm. as opposed to being in love with multiple people. Okay. <clears throat> because if you saying that you're in love with multiple people, does that imply that somehow you're in love with all of those people and they're also in love with each other or you loving other people as, as a single person? Yeah. For, for, for me or for you to be a polyamorous yeah. person, that means we have a bunch of chicks that yeah. we have strong feelings for yeah. that we would call love. Yeah. That's, that's polyamory. Poly meaning multiple amory meaning love. I okay. Then I, yeah, I dig on that. Okay. Now, this is a conversation we were having that I, I think that that is very easily confused as far as like the, the verbiage I was using, but, uh, loving somebody and being in love with somebody. I, I think it's completely impossible to be in love with more than one person. Okay. I think you can love multiple people. Yes. But 
I don't think that would be labeled as polyamory. Okay. Because love, it, there's so many different ways to, to characterize it. In. I mean, I, I love my sister. I love my friends. I love you, for Christ's sake, Rex. But oh, we don't baby. have a polyamorous relationship, <laughs> you see. It's, it's a different type of thing. I think polyamory, it, it's kind of constrained to... No more Dutch ruddering. <laughs> None for you. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> but what, what, what is your definition of polyamory? It's that same way where basically you are in love with multiple people. And I think that what, what, uh, basically monogamy was is it kind of spawned from when we were early humans, right? This is kind of playing on these same issues that somehow moralistically and psychology we evolve as race and, and kind of culture. And what you basically had was these small tribal groups. Uh, where you had like religion kind of spawn and they came up with these kind of fundamental rules about like who could, who could, how a relationship was supposed to be, right? And, and you had religion come in and, and appeal to like God so you can control these people and keep them all in line so they wouldn't kill and fuck each other, right? <laughs> and, and that's, no, well, that's the, really, no, that's a serve, this yeah. whole purpose it served, right? You needed an invisible God to watch over all these people when you weren't watching because if you had to rely on just you watching, you didn't have the police force to do that. All right. You just didn't, right? Not so invisible, you, by the way, omnipresent. Yes, omnipresent, right? <laughs> uh, so, so you, you fool them all into thinking like, hey, there's this fucking guy up there and, uh, if you don't behave, then, you know, uh, you're going to go to this hell place. Well, what's right. that? Well, it's kind of like my torture pit all the time, forever, <laughs> forever, right? And, and you lie to them and you tell them this and they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want that. Because right now I'm like only here for a certain amount of time. But then in the future, forever, forever, forever. That's insane, right? Yeah. I better keep my dick in my pants. Now, <laughs> the the reason why you do that also is because these motherfuckers at the top, these kings, are as they start doing the math, right? The, and they start th- thinking, well, hey, if this one like relatively hot guy starts fucking all the women, <laughs> then all these other assholes, I have to watch them cuz he's they're going to kill that fucker ah. so they can have the women. So, interesting. To make sure that they could keep the peace, and probably to secure more women for themselves, yeah. the people in charge came up with this rule that you need to pair off into these little fucking couples. It needs to be one-to-one. And you, you only one, and you with him, and that's it. But see, that that I think is, is a lust thing. It's not a love thing. What do you mean? To be fucking a bunch of chicks? Just because, I mean, yeah, well, it feels great, but I, I don't think that there's any... Super strong, deep emotion, uh, uh, emotional connection. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there, bro, oh, all right, my all friend. Right. I'm getting there. All right. all right. So, so what they did was they they institutionalized this. They they put all these kind of like instructions associated when they made a big deal when you finally actually dedicated yourself to one person after you kind of banged around for a bit, or they made rules even against banging around for a bit. And then you see this girl in a burqa. You think she's got nice eyes? Okay, you and her forever. Now, <laughs> you they do that. And then they make sure that you stay together, and then they make it a punishable offense for you to be with anybody else whatsoever, and you can be killed if you do. You are right, right, and then that kind of like gets laxed and laxed and laxed over time throughout our our history, right? And it's mostly not because we want everybody to have those freedoms, but because the people in charge, like Henry VIII, wanted to divorce his wife, so he goes, "Well, fuck all this religion. I'm institutionalizing my own." And I'm getting into divorce. Now I'm marrying this other hot bitch. Wait, 
don't like her so much, out of 100 days, chop her head off. Now, all right. the, the people in charge did all this. I do remember this. that in history. Yes. I have very few things that I remember from history. I remember that. Yes. And I found it very enjoyable. Exactly. <laughs> so the, these people the, at the top, they start reorganizing all the rules to their own advantage. But, okay. but then, because they do that, then they have to grant the stupids the same freedoms that they have because it's so far in the public eye. And then you get it relaxed and relaxed and relaxed. And even though religion is out there, religion is, had only really kind of like lost its grip on the Western society, maybe in 17, 1800s. And that's when you had like the dissolution of the church. But you still had Protestants all out there, very fucking religious people saying, you know, f- fuck you, Catholic Church, but we're still very serious about marriage. All right. Hey, where does polyamory come in? Oh, it comes. It comes. Okay. okay. All right. Now, <laughs> over time, what you saw was a relaxing of this, but you still had it kind of being injected into our youth. And I think that the, the most recent version of this is Disney. Right. And you saw Disney, and what it has is all these fairy tales that it kind of took that are kind of archaic, where man meets woman, that's it, and that's how it's supposed to be. And as you develop as a kid and you're forming your impressions about the world, just like we talked about earlier, you know, you'd be feral if you didn't get human interaction by your five. Yeah, well, guess with, what? With Bagheera, Jungle yeah. Book. That and was, you, that was and you're getting exposed to all these fucking Disney movies until you're like 10 years old, 14 if you're really immature, and for the rest of your life if you got touched by your uncle. Now, <laughs> if you're exposed to these ideas constantly and they're constantly reinforced, of course your views about them are going to be reflective of this thing that you were brainwashed with over and over and over again. And if it's, if you go to church and suddenly it's reinforced and they go, no fucky fucky, man and woman only, you know, <laughs> look at where the missionary position came from. You know, like they demonized sex and they controlled the vagina so that they could control you. I feel like that's that's a church in a laundromat, by the way. Or yeah, a dry yeah, cleaner. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. right. No, no fucky fucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is, is that you've been institutionalized to think this way. So you, you think my conception about not being able to be in love with more than one person at a time is brainwashed? Yes. I, I, don't, I don't think it's that a person can't be in love with more than one person. I think it's that your conception of how love happens is in a specific context because you were institutionalized to think that way. And basically, it's only man and woman. Why? Because Disney told you so, because church told you so, because you grew up with parents that believed it, and you that's what you saw, and so on and so forth. Interesting. It's the popular conception about how things ought to happen. But is it necessarily true? I don't think so. See, I, I don't... I understand what you're saying, and that, that does make sense. However, I think that this is this is something that is is a, is a feeling within myself. It's not an ideal about. Oh, your feelings. Yes, that's, that's what love is, dude. Love is feelings. Oh, your feelings. It's like, yeah, come on, love is not a brain thing. Feminist. If, if, if your brain, <laughs> if your brain had anything to do with anything, guys would never fall in love because their brain would tell them, "Cut that shit out." That crazy PMSing chick is, is, is brainwashing you and you it's can't see your friends not, anymore. It's actually not true. What? It's actually not true. No, your brain produces a chemical called oxytocin, which is a bonding chemical. All right? You really wanted me to justify this on scientific grounds. I'll do it. Now, oh, that's what, that was my uh, request. Now, yes. with a woman, <laughs> uh, when she gets this oxytocin uh, chemical that f- makes her feel like pair bonding is happening and makes her feel like, oh, my God, them and me, rest of my life. Right. right? 
that that oxytocin gets produced when they're cuddling, when they're going out shopping, when they're spending quality time, you know, those sorts of things. Now, you know when the guy's brain produces oxytocin? Orgasm. Right after he nuts in a girl <laughs> or on her face, whatever. Oh, I don't know what you're into. <laughs> My point is, is that that's when it happens. Now, in a very similar circumstance, right, even though time may be finite to spend with a woman for her to actually have that pair bonding chemical with you, your ability to come in multiple women is really not restrained by time as much as her pair bonding is. Does that make sense? It, it does, but I have had these feelings that I, I would call love before actually even having sexual relations with a chick. Okay. So that whatever chemical thing my brain was doing yeah. had nothing to do with me nutting under whatever. No, I, I mean, I don't think that it was a healthy form of love. I think that... No, when, it absolutely was I think I think when you say, when you say love, I think you're, you're using it very loosely, and I think that typically... When people say love, it's this very like codependent, I want to save you, you remind me of my dad or my mom or you're a junkie and someone in my family was a junkie so I feel like I need to save you. This weird that, kind of shit. That, that is that is very possible. These weird kind of horrible issues, you know, like you beat me and uh, I got beaten when I was grown up so I'm extremely attracted to you. Oh, all right. No, people, people, this happens to people, okay? Yeah. And what it is, is it's really not love. It's, it's a weird way that people's trauma kind of acts itself out on other people. It, what you, when, whatever kind of trauma you go through when you're a kid, whatever it may be, even if you weren't exposed to trauma, then I guess you're kind of healthier. But if you were exposed to any sort of trauma, you, you got a verbally abused, physically abused, mentally abused, you, you uh, had a parent that used to abuse themselves or any of those sorts of things, then you're going to be extremely attracted to those people when it comes to your everyday interactions with them. If you find a, a decently hot chick and suddenly they have that same thing about them that was the battle that you struggled with when you were a kid, you're going to be so attracted to them because in your mind that's an opportunity for you to play that battle out again and then win this time. That's really what it is. You look at it and you go, well, my parent was an addict. Wait, you're struggling with addiction too? Or you have an addictive personality that I'm attracted to because I can see the same things in you that I saw in my parent? This is an opportunity for me to be with you, and then you're going to overcome it. Why? Because you love me so much, and I'll finally get that love from my parent that I never got from, <laughs> you know. I, I do get what you're saying, but in the instance I'm referring to, there, I, as, as far as I know, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm pretty damn sure, that there hasn't been any, any kind of trauma in my past. Uh, my parents got divorced, but that's probably the extent of it. That's a, that's a type of trauma. Okay, and, but the, the girl that I had these feelings for, that I, I called love, the, in love with, if yeah. you, um, uh, there, there wasn't anything similar to that. She, she was a little, she was, she had, she had some, she had some issues, but it wasn't anything similar to anything I'd experienced before. And it was, I do have that Hasselhoff complex that you guys always bust my balls about, that I, I'm always in the mode of wanting to save chicks. Mm-hmm. And this girl, I, I guess ended up needing saving. I didn't know that till later. So somehow subconsciously I may have grasped onto it. Yeah. But it, it wasn't anything that I could have corrected in my life. It was, it was a different thing altogether. So I, although I do understand what you're saying and I'm sure that happens for a lot of people in this case, it, it was, it was not the case. It just, it's, but what, what I guess the thing I'm, th- I'm talking about is that for me, the, the feelings that I have, the, the strong, the in love that I, that I, that I refer to. Yes. It, it is, 
it's a deep connection in myself that can only be had for one person. Because when I have that feeling, any other girl is disappears and is not an option. I don't even see in as as anything progressing further than than just uh, communication conversation. Because if, if anything were to progress, it, it, it would in some weird, crazy way, it would, it would hurt me, knowing that I am not f- staying true to myself. I'm not I'm, the, the feeling that I have. I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to push it out of the way, and it just it can't be done. I think what you play into is this kind of like misconception that somehow your love is finite, that somehow that that there is only so much space. That, that the, somebody's love is like this glass on the table and, and once it becomes full, there's no more room for anything else. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, um, a lie. I think that a human being's capacity for love is boundless. And I, I think that's... For, a, for love, yes, I agree. Uh, no, to, to be in love also. That, that's, and, that's and, where we differ. And I think that, uh, it's, it's a misconception that's been taught to us because we're institutionalized and then we take these kind of traumatic issues that we've dealt with in the past and then we start labeling them as love because we, we want it to be love. We go, this, I really, really, really fucking want this. It must be love because I've never felt this fucking crazy shit going on before. All right. When in reality, we're wrong. Yeah, because if we start really looking at love and what it means to 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 be in love and start trying to define it as being healthy or unhealthy, then I think love becomes a very particular thing, and it's not finite. Lo- love for people is sharing interests with people. It's being sexually attracted to them, and it's being open with them enough to the point where you can respect and rely on them. And if you have those three things, I think that that's what real love is and because it's in, in its healthy form. That's how it is. And if you, you can get that from multiple people. And the uh, reason why I think the reason why I think that it's actually a lot cooler that way, because I have a lot of varied interest and right. for, for me to pair bond with certain people over one thing as opposed to the other, which is, is just opportune for me because I feel like I'm diverse to the extent that no one person is really going to satisfy that. Right, and and I don't think there is ever anybody that can fill all of your needs. But that's why that's why you have other friends. The, the most most girls that I talk to cannot fulfill the the side of me that I get from from this podcast. Just having these conversations, the, having delving in deep and getting all crazy, and having sometimes macabre conversations and, about and, things. And I dig, and I'm not saying that there should be a woman out there for every single uh, caveat of your life. But what I'm saying is that. Uh, just because you have one that satisfies a certain s- a subset of those caveats doesn't necessarily mean you can't have one that overlaps with those and has some other different ones that she doesn't or vice versa and over here in this way in that direction, you know, basically, uh, why, why is that finite? You, 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 it, what, what out of those three different things, uh, are finite? None of them. None of them are. If you can share with somebody to the extent where you know you can trust and respect them, right? That's not, right. that's not a finite capacity. If you're attracted to them, that's not finite. And if you can pair bond with them over different things, that's not finite. So, yeah, so but- why, why is your capacity for love finite if really that's the three things that go into, to love? But that's, the, the, the difference there is, I think that I can be in a relationship with a girl and she may feel, uh, most of my needs, maybe even just some of my needs, and then I have other have other female friends that 
fill in the gaps. Yeah. Doesn't mean that we need to have a sexual relationship with that person. Well, why not if you're attracted to them? Because I'm, f- I'm fulfilled in a different way for, by somebody else. Everybody fulfills their own, their own thing. You're fulfilled sexually completely, absolutely by one woman. It's possible. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I think that in the same very sense, we're animals and we just, you know, would love to fuck the hell out of whatever we find attractive. Yeah. In whatever instance we find them attractive. Of, of course. So how is that? I mean, I, I just don't understand how that's being satisfied. It, if, it's because the, the emotional connection is so strong with this one person that I don't want to share that part with anybody else. See, but I think that that's kind of like the misconception at play again. It's it's going, well, your your weird upbringing is kicking in saying, and going, well, if you're having sex with other people, it means you don't love that one, which I think is bullshit. Because if, even if you look at people who do love each other and then t- happen to sleep with somebody while they're drunk or, or something like that, they, they fall off that wagon because they also have these conceptions of love. It, after the fact, they don't stop loving each other. They often still love each other. So what's changed? The love didn't suddenly stop happening just because they decided to go have sex with something else. <laughs> something else? So, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but you get my point here. I, I do. Is, just, is, is that uh, if you're going to say that suddenly the love stopped because I had sex with something else, then it really has to exist that way. And it, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't stop. It I doesn't. Mean, it, the, the people do make mistakes. There, there are moments of weakness. It's not a mistake. Uh, it's It's a basic human being thing about yourself and we made a rule against it a long time ago so that we didn't all fucking kill each other that's way basically what happened because there was only there's only so many women in the group and that was it yeah so we made these rules and now there's so many fucking women out there and and those stupid rules don't apply and we haven't lived beyond them yet yeah all right so we'll, we'll see i i i feel like and this is the point I brought up with my friend when I was talking to her about it, that if, if I were to meet two women at the same time yeah. and the relationship progressed at the same time, yeah. then it's possible that I, I might be able to have these deep love feelings for both. Okay. But if I'm already in love with somebody and some other girl comes along, she's not going to get the chance to get to the level I'm at with this chick because I'm already there. So and, and that's probably just the way that I work. The, the, no, it's where, not. It's it's based on the amount of times that you came in her. <laughs> it's the oxytocin. Your oxytocin is built up for one person as opposed to the other, and there's a disproportionate amount of investment because of it. That's it. It's animalistic. It's chemical. And regardless of whether or not you refuse to acknowledge it, it's still happening. All right. Well, we'll have to continue this another time because we are... Way past time already. Yes, women listening to the podcast, if you want to date Adam, take a number, sit down, and he will see you one at a time. Uh, me, approach approach as you will at your own, you know, I can keep up with you. All right. Very good. Uh, until next time, I'm Adam. And I'm Wes. I've got holes. I've got holes. In different area codes. Is a holiday, so stop the violence and put the foe fo away. Skeet to the holiday. 504-972-713. What you gon' do? You checking out the scene, I'm checking a holiday now. We're perpendicular V.